The date is June 9th, and our scripture reference for this date is Luke 11, verse 10, where Luke records the Lord Jesus saying to his disciples, For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. As I reflect on the verse before us, I can't help but recall the verse in James chapter 4, where James, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus, says, You do not have because you do not ask. It strikes me as an immediate curiosity. If the promise is that I will receive, why would I hesitate to ask? I mean, no less than the Son of God says, Everyone who asks will receive. So if those are the terms of the deal, what would be my resistance to ask? Well, first of all, it's not in my nature. My self-willed inclination is to be the master of my own universe, the captain of my own ship. I ask not because I want to be beholden not. My pride would prefer a course that allows me full and complete ownership over all that I have or receive. Some time ago in my reading of the book of Exodus, I was struck by something that had previously passed my notice. The thing was the incredible irony of the fact that Pharaoh's magicians had replicated the first two curses God placed on the land of Egypt. I say that this was ironic because the Egyptians were replicating curses, not blessings on their land. No one would think it unusual if they had summoned a double blessing, as it were. But what would be their motivation for invoking a double curse? Well, there's really only one explanation. They were trying to factor God out of the equation. You see, if they could replicate that which had been attributed to the very hand of God, then perhaps it wasn't God who'd acted in the first first place. And apparently they exhausted their ability to do so at the arrival of God's third curse, the curse of the gnats. For when they were unable to replicate that particular curse, their response to Pharaoh was, This is nothing other than the finger of God. Indeed, perhaps we ask not, because we don't want to be beholden. But perhaps we ask not because we fear the consequences of receiving. You see, a giving God might also be an expecting God. That is to say, perhaps He'll have expectations of me, expectations about my life and conduct that I would prefer not to have placed on me. You see, I prefer a God who gives the maximum, but expects the minimum, if anything at all. But of course, he does have expectations. He purchased my redemption with the precious blood of his son, so yes, he does have expectations. But none that are intended for anything but my benefit. Indeed, his burden is still very light, and his yoke is easy. So he invites, even pleads with me, to ask so that I might receive the joy of the abundant life relationship he longs for me to enjoy with him. He encourages me to seek out the treasure tucked away in the pages of His Word. And He challenges me to knock relentlessly on the door of His heart until He opens His storehouse of blessing over my life and I see my Savior in ways I never before would have imagined. I just need to ask more.